On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Brandon Petrich from Promo Corner. He talks about the new promoshow.com, what it's like to be in this new normal, and what I would take on a promo Armageddon. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman. Joining me today is a repeat guest, a good buddy of mine, full of energy. He's a digital media director at Promo Corner. Brandon Petrich, thanks so much for being here, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Kirby. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we're living in a very different time as we record this. You're in your home office. I'm in my home office. Um, and during this time, you know, there, I think there's always opportunity where people create opportunity out of crisis. And I've certainly seen that from Promo Corner, where you guys have created the promo show at thepromoshow.com, um, which allows people to pop into a supplier's booth or your booth, a virtual booth, during the day. I just want to give you a shout out. I've, I've done it just to kind of test it out. Super interesting. Um, so first, I'm curious, how's the concept been going? And because you've been intimately involved in it, how have you enjoyed it? Awesome. Well, yeah. So yeah, we all have to adapt at this time, right? And I think this was something that, that Joel had wanted to kind of work on for a while. And I guess when necessity becomes the reason you build it, I mean, it's awesome. But Promo Show has been amazing. And yes, it is like a virtual trade show booth. Um, it's very simple. We give you a meeting ID and a way to log in and you can just sit there and wait for your customers to come in. So as a simple concept, it seems simple enough and you just kind of schedule times to be available. I was actually, so you asked how I've been enjoying it. I was actually talking to Josette from Bay State right mm -hmm. after we had first launched it and she hit me up on Hangouts and she's like, dude, what do you think about the booth? And I'm like, this is fun. And she's like, right, this is so much fun. <laughs> and I think it's been, it's one of those things where it's like, you've got to, we were trying to replace that human connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Joel would did with this, with this promo show.com. So it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun, uh, but it's been difficult too, to be, because uh, think about working in a booth at a trade show. So you have to be on all yes. day. I think I actually, when I was talking to you outside of it, I think I actually told you that I'm like, dude, I'm drained. Yeah, very tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all I've been doing is staring at this little dot on my laptop. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun and it's uh, been a really good resource. I, a lot of suppliers are jumping in. I think as we're recording this, we're just over 45 and signing up a ton every day. Um, and they're all scheduling time. So it's really cool. So the, the comparison I come to, Brandon, and you and I have not talked about this, but I kind of almost uh, kind of give it the comparison of it's a little bit like um, melding a trade show with sort of an EME because if I'm going to log in, I'm going to probably take a little bit more time than I would at a standard trade show, right? And so that's what I've found is I've hopped in and gone, okay, since I'm here, let me ask all these questions because we're because we've got the time. And so I think it's really cool. So kudos to you guys for for doing that. Um, and it leads me, you know, we've had tools like this, right? I mean, Zoom isn't brand new, but I've heard that term a lot lately and Google Hangouts and Microsoft Teams and Uber Conference and name and name and name, right? So I'm curious, now that we've been forced to adopt some of these virtual technologies, when things get back to normal, do you think we stop using them or have they become more of the way we do business? What do you think? I hope we don't. 
because I love the fact that you're able to reach people where they're comfortable and you're and as a as a presenter. So because I'm on the presenter side of the promo show, and if I was coming in as a distributor, I, I, I that being comfortable allows people to ask the right questions instead of having to put on a show, instead of having to put on a look or put on a uh, you know, a facade. Like when you go to a trade show and you walk in, everybody asks the same question, okay, what's new? And you go through the same speech and it's the same thing over and over again, right? So as a supplier, you get tired of doing that. As a distributor, you get tired of hearing about what's new or hearing all these quick sales pitches. The EME style that you said that, I like that. I've, I haven't heard that yet. Uh, that's exactly what's going on here is you do get that one-on-one. Yeah. So the the return is quick. If I if I see and I get to see your face yeah. and get to do all of that, right? I hope we don't get rid of this because too easy when we were back in normal was I'm too busy to do a webinar. Right. I'm busy to jump on one of these things. When you're realizing how much you actually get out of a one-on-one conversation, like that is that is gold. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that more and more people. It doesn't have to be on your laptop. I hope more and more people start doing FaceTime meetings, start doing, you know, Google Duo meetings and just really bringing and using the technology that we're all walking around with to be able to leverage that for more sales. I actually see this being used a lot more in like office presentations as well. So um, when a when a person comes into an office, I don't know. Actually, I'm going to ask you a question now. Yeah, please. Uh, I mean, not at the end, but this is more for this question. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys Skype in or bring people in that are out of your office? Because I know you have satellite salespeople. So when you have a supplier come in, do you have something set up to where they can watch the presentation? Yes and no. We've gotten a little bit better. We use Uber Conference, which probably isn't. It's just a different one. Um, and I think... Generally speaking, we did it via audio just because we didn't have it set up for video. So um, that is one of those pieces I think we will definitely uh, grow into Um, just because I'm getting to see the value of it from my own two eyes, if that makes sense. So um, and I think that'll probably change the way I even set up like the conference room and stuff like that, if that makes sense, because I have seen that value. So again, I, as, as we've said and talked about it, I have um, tried to reach out to clients and said, hey, let's set up a Zoom call. And people are like, let's just do a phone call. Like, it's not the same. And um, I think that because the technology is there, I'm with you. I hope it doesn't go away. I hope, I hope not. This is so cool. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sitting next to you in your office, but I'm in the, in the comforts of my own office. And yeah. this is you know, I just I know where everything is here. And then when I'm done and I hit the red button, I go about my day. That's right. just so cool. There's no traveling to or from or, That's hey, you want to go get lunch after this? <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. I like it. OK, final question for you. So you're a content guy. I'm a content guy. So how's your attitude on content creation evolved? Has it changed? Has it been solidified during this different time we're living in? What's changed with content for you? So it's just been solidified even further. So um, at the time of recording this, Josh Robbins just put out this thing on Facebook where he went through and said, if you're looking for video and audio and stuff, here's a bunch of people. If you're looking for this, if you're looking for that, here's a bunch of people and it's all online stuff. And I'm like, I'm one of those. (laughs) I'm one of those resources, Uh, you know, and and you are too for your customer. Like this this is content that is always available. So when 
people are forced or are pushed into a position to be able to work more from their computer with a little bit more time, not hacking out orders, not, you know, running through the busy part of their day. Like the content, I hope people are seeing the value in the content we are creating now because all of that stuff that we have created, right? I'm over 600 episodes on Primary Day. I think you're crossing over 300 plus for this show. Right. So like, and it's just all of that content we've been created can be now consumed and used. And maybe, hopefully, <laughs> the people in the industry or outside the industry are learning how they can create their own. That's right. what I'm hoping comes out of this more than anything is I want more people to create. The industry is not saturated. No. <laughs> we need more content. Yeah. Uh, and, and good and good content, bad content, doesn't matter. It'll weed itself out. So I, I, I think my position on content has been solidified with how many people are, are now jumping on that train. So... Yeah, I, I agree. I think that th those of us who have been created have uh, have been creating have a bit of an advantage just because we're already are we've been flexing those muscles. The the thing I'll be curious to see, and I've been thinking about this, is we've I've seen people pick up the 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 flag and say, okay, I have time now. I'm gonna create. And my challenge to them is, what do you do when it gets back to normal? Because <laughs> if you just go back to not creating you will lose that mojo. I think you would agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So you have answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I do. And I know I already asked one earlier, but this That's one okay. is specifically for the end. Uh, so we are in some crazy times. <laughs> it looks like the end of times. But anyway, if it was Armageddon and you had to run out of your office, what promotional products would you grab in your survival kit? I, I love this. And so I want to do in the interest of transparency, sometimes I get these questions in advance. Sometimes I do not. Brandon was nice enough to give this one to me in advance. I'm really glad you did because it allowed me to think a little bit about it. And what it made me think of was the time that I was uh, on the Ragnar race with Dana Zezo. And I was like, okay, if I were, and I was in a tent with eight dudes and a lot of Modelo. And, um, and so what would I need? And I, that's truly what I thought back. And I, th I came back with, okay, I want a really nice cooler. And there's a bunch of them in the industry, right? Something for uh, to keep food and beverages. I want a 20 ounce vacuum tumbler because that would work for cold beverages, coffee, whatever. I want a two gallon emergency water kit. We had one of those at that event, which I know sounds weird, but we were able to transport water back and forth from, you know, to our tent. Uh, really good lantern, uh, roadside safety light flashlight kind of deal, and a first aid kit. So, I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you thought that through. That is awesome. I really gave it some thought. <laughs> Not to say that we are thinking about end of days or any of that sort of silliness, but I will say that, you know, I think one of the magic uh, pieces behind our industry is the utility and um, just the, the idea of what would I want and a lot of what I would want has to do with branded merchandise. So it's, it's a, it's a great question, man. <laughs> that's awesome. That was a great answer. <laughs> cool, buddy. All right. Well, that is, that's been fun. We will have to do it again sometime. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of delivering marketing joy. We will see you next time. <laughs>